0: Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, we're joined in a podcast studio by special guest, Hervé Florent. Hervé, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here.
0: All right. I'm pumped and excited about what we're talking about today. We're talking about international influence. Mm -hmm. I know I get a great joy from being around you. I tell my wife, Hervé's one of those people, he just overflows with compassion. He overflows with joy, He overflows with peace. That's just part of your brand and who you are.
1: Well, thank you, that's very kind of you to say that, um, and I, I really do appreciate that, thank you.
0: Awesome. So I wanna make sure people tuning in know who you are, so I'm okay. gonna go over your, your, your biography real quick. If I miss anything, or if I make a mistake, feel free to jump in and correct me, I'm completely good with that. Very good. So you, you received your education from uh, UMass Boston with International Relations. That's correct. You've had 31 years in full-time ministry across France, Egypt, Haiti, Cote d'Ivoire, kenya the united states and south africa that is correct seven different countries impressive okay you've been married for 28 years that's right also impressive you speak four different languages english spanish french haitian and uh haitian creole that's right Mm-hmm. And then regarding your international influence right now, you have experienced building organizations into the thousands in, in distant countries from, with Cote d'Ivoire helping to build that organization and lead it from 20 members mm-hmm. to 1,250 members, mm-hmm. and, uh, which now in Abidjan, that's 2,200 members. That's from, correct. As far as the, the size of the organization, which is the more I read as far as even the languages, the more I'm, I'm realizing how exclusive company I'm sitting in right now. Because it's one thing to know four languages, mm-hmm. but then it's to build an organization. To the hundreds, still, it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. From 20 to a hundreds, but from 20 to a thousand, it's incredibly impressive. Oh, thank you, you. Then you have the, from Kenya, you, you, you were, began leading that organization when it was 800 members. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you were leaving that organization, it was 1,350. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And, and currently you oversee about 50 different organizations across, across the globe that is true so quite the man that's in front of me right now again thank you for joining me i'm I'm excited to
1: learn from you well thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure
0: so let's go back to those languages so tell me how did you learn those four languages
1: well um i grew up uh, um partly in europe Mm -hmm. i went there when i was uh 10 years old i went to france uh and then moved to spain my mother was i went to medical school in europe wow and so we she began in france finished in spain mm-hmm. and so that's why i speak, speak those two languages uh and then haitian creole is uh spoken in haiti and i learned that there mm-hmm. um, when i when i was serving there and of course english is uh, my native tongue
0: yes okay so you when we're talking about international influence it's almost like you were you were built and designed to do this and maybe we'll, we'll get into that with this next question which is how did you decide to study international relations in college <laughs>
1: Well, you know, by the time I was 20 years old, um, we were leaving Europe and I and I was coming back to the States. And I had I'd studied linguistics while I was there sure. and in Spain. And um, I had seen that many people in Europe did not know who we were as Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a run in with one of my professors. Uh, and he, as we was getting to know our class, there was a class of about 300. And he noticed I was an American. And he said, mm-hmm. okay, well, he had me stand up in front of everyone and said, hey, what do you think of the United States? Uh, and I said, well, I think it's a great country. And when he cut me off, he said, no, well, and he, at the time President Reagan was was our president mm-hmm. and he was saying, well, I think Reagan is terrible and this, that, and the other. So I cut him back off and Uh-oh. I said, sir, you didn't ask me about our president, you asked me about the United States. Wow. And that's the answer the And he liked the answer and we actually became very good friends. Mm-hmm. And um, And I realized people don't know who we are. They only know what's portrayed out there, um, uh, on the political level, but they don't know who the pe- people are. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to serve in a way that, uh, people would understand who Americans are as a people.
0: Wow it's a it's a powerful principle because we could easily judge from the label you know exactly on the outside as people i mean forget international even like local we can be like, okay well i know this person i know what where they work or i know what they do or Mm -hmm. i know their education or Mm -hmm. i know you know i see their grass outside for our neighbors right right right. you could just have this label you put on people instead of actually getting to know underneath and pulling back the layers of who these people really are so i appreciate your i think your vision for wanting to be that type of, you know, ambassador,
1: if you will. Oh, well, thank you. You know, and th- that is really is, uh, it's human nature, mm-hmm. I think. It's human nature to look at people to, and just judge them on the surface. Mm-hmm. And so um, I didn't know what I was going to do with all those languages, but I knew that uh, that God had given me that um, ability for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, let me go ahead and and use it uh, in the um uh socio-political realm yes um and then of course god changed that changed that plan pretty quick
0: yes w- what i hear is you were discerning god's calling for your life I and was. why have i learned these languages why do i have this international experience why did he give me the parents that i have mm-hmm. why did he give me the experience that i had mm-hmm. in growing up and then in this insight and this expertise with languages and in taking that and going all right well if I've learned all of this, how can I use it That's it to serve people and help organizations? Exactly. I love hearing this idea of calling. I think we could all relate to that because if we look for that almost that divine lace around our lives, if we look for it and we pinpoint it, it could help lead us in the right direction as far as what we're supposed to be doing with our
1: lives. I, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that God designs us um, with a purpose in mind and that uh, we are to leave this planet a little bit better than when than when we found it yes uh and so that's yes
0: you remind me of this mark twain quote it goes um the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you found out why and it speaks about knowing our calling our purpose why am i here why have these things happened in my life exactly and if everything has a purpose then maybe i could use it in a way to serve and help other people exactly so when it comes to building organizations internationally what inspired you to invest and build these organizations in this
1: way? Well, you know, as I was studying um, international relations, uh, I noticed that um, all the different ideologies looked fantastic on paper. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you add the human element, everything fell apart. Wow. And so I realized that the problem is not our ideas. The mm-hmm. problem is us. Wow. And so that's when I ch- I changed course and wanted to go into ministry mm-hmm. because I I figured if I'm going to have any type of lasting impact, I want to help people really. Mm-hmm. It's the individual that needs to be helped. It's not their ideas that need to change. Mm-hmm. It's it's me and it's the other person. Yes. And if I can help someone change, then that person will then go ahead and influence others, and then others, and then others. Mm, um, yes. And then and that was that was why.
0: Yes, and uh, it speaks to me because. Every organization has incredible values. True. You know, you don't, I've never looked at an organization's values and go, oh, like, wow, they, they value something. Like no, no No organization values dishonesty, right? Exactly. Or cowardice. Right. Or, um, you know, p- pick a vice. And we don't, have core values for organizations that we share publicly of going hey we don't share vices mm-hmm. we all have like these values that are good everybody goes oh that's a good value that's a good value true because that's the paper to your point mm-hmm. but then when you pull back the layers and what organizations get into trouble it's not because their values weren't in line weren't mm-hmm. um, listed right it's because the people didn't live up to those values exactly. to your point
1: exactly. Exactly. And so that is what made me change course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, re- and so, um, and it's been a privilege. It's been a joy watching people change. It's been painful at the time as well yes. because not everyone does change, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and we all make mistakes and, uh, but that's part of uh, being human on this planet.
0: Yes. We probably could do a whole podcast on pain. So We could. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to bring you back for that one. <laughs> so be it. Very good. Very good. I, those words came out of my mouth before I, I, I was thinking about the surgeries and all of that. Yeah. I know Angelina and I teased that. If we, we, we hear a story from Aravay and we're talking about injuries, we might be on various continents <laughs> and going through various travels. So you take over the river, through the woods to, an, to another height. <laughs> well,
1: look, look, pain teaches us incredible lessons if, yes. we, uh, if we allow it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, I think it will, it can make us better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it does make us better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, we have to submit ourselves yes. to that so, but again that is a whole nother right
0: it is it is it is I, I love it though i love it uh but to come back to the whole thing of yes yeah, suffering produces uh pers-
1: perseverance, perseverance perseverance character character, character, character hope.
0: hope so we had to come back to just do that one that's right um how would you say local influence differs from international influence because you lead here in san antonio texas yes locally mm-hmm. but you still carry on international influence for countries around the the world, Mm -hmm. how do those areas differ, if they do? Uh,
1: They do differ. Uh, Let me start with the similarity first. Uh, What is similar is in order to do both, uh, you have to have strong relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, by God's grace, I, one of my strengths is relationships. And so I try to lead as relationally as possible here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the reason I'm able to still serve internationally is because of the relationships that God has blessed me with, with all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we talk and when we we converse uh, remotely, whether it be via phone or via uh, Skype or something mm-hmm. of, of that nature, um, there's a relationship that's already there and there's a trust that's there. Yes. So as we talk, uh, we're able to really help each other and encourage each other and influence each other because through that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here here locally, that's the same. now. Of course what does differ is you know over the phone uh, if it's just a phone call you can't see an eye movement you cannot see mm-hmm. a facial expression you can't you can not you have to listen for those types of things sure. and, you know but you can't see those things locally i can sit down with somebody we can have coffee and then if someone in, you know is is hurting or needs encouragement mm-hmm. and i can i can i can pick it up uh, more readily and more more quickly yes so um that's that's one of the obviously the main difference. Distance uh, is is uh, is a main one of the main differences. I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. I love how you talked about relationships because when you think about relationships, are an area of influence that allows you to influence without the title, Indeed. without the role. Because in in some ways, these international groups they don't have to have your influence. They do not. They don't have to. Okay, well, no. you know. Um, you know, it's in some organizations. You know, you know I, I've been in organizations where I've been a remote leader, or mm-hmm. I've been led in a remote manner. Mm-hmm. And in that position, my remote leader could fu- could fire me. So I, I really did. In some ways, I was forced to, you know, um, to be influenced by their guidance or mm-hmm. what their what their instructions were. Mm-hmm. But in in your area, people don't have
1: to be influenced by you. No, they do not. They do not, that's a good point you bring up. And no, they do not. Matter of fact, I ask them uh, pretty regularly, would you like to be uh, influenced uh, by someone else? Would you like someone else to take my spot? Is there someone else who is better uh, right now, is someone else perhaps that you feel closer to uh, that could help you better than I can at this mm-hmm. time? And I asked that question. And so far the answer has been, no, 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 we want you, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, both encouraging, mm-hmm, uh, sure, uh, but then it's a, it's a huge responsibility uh, at the same time.
0: Right. So, And you hit this great point right there, which was, I feel like you put ego aside. Because even as as men or maybe even as people, we just like being needed. Oh, that's a stroke to my ego. It feels good. I'm encouraged. I'm oh, like this person needs me from on the other side of the planet mm-hmm. from across the Atlantic. They need me. But to have the sobriety in mind or have the humility to go there. What if some what if they've thought about someone who can better who's better equipped or in better positioned to be able to add value to them? Mm-hmm. But having the humility to go. Maybe it's not me
1: exact well, listen, uh, I've been doing this a long time now, and so, um there's a there's a point in time where ego has got to go because it's an it's an obstacle
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: it it it's a hindrance that's a yes. better word. Mm-hmm. It's a hindrance. and I don't want anything to hinder their growth. I don't want anything to hinder where God wants to take them, yes, uh, and I do not want to be in the way. I'm. I'm human. I'm a sinner. I have so many faults, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want the, to be uh, uh, an obstacle or a hindrance wow. to them. And so, um, there's when you care about people and you want the best for them, ego has no place.
0: Wow! So. Hey, that's, that's, that's a quote right there. And this, stuff, I always tell people when they're on the show. I got a chance to go back and listen to every single word and sentence spoken, mm-hmm. and I add to my files. So you're giving me some great, <laughs> some great content for my files for quotes. But. Um, ego has no place when it comes to helping others to reach their potential is something i took away from you right now you also said something else about how did you word it you said you mentioned ego yo i don't want anything to hinder their growth right and i think if we just have that mentality with each other or again any leaders tuning in if we if every single leader who's overseeing a staff who's overseeing a, a group just mm-hmm. had the conviction or had this core belief of i want all the people that are influenced by me
1: to not be hindered in their growth how beautiful that would be it would be it would be and this is this is uh, something that uh, my wife and i we have deep uh deep convictions about Mm -hmm. um and we've learned this uh listen if 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 you love people then this is this is a this is the obvious conclusion Mm -hmm. um so It's been a privilege to serve them. It is is always a privilege to serve uh, and until the Lord chooses someone else and that's that's the way it should be.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. Love those principles. Now let's talk about mistakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, What mistakes have you made internationally that have shaped
1: you as a leader? One of the mistakes uh, that I've made um, is not becoming all things to all men all the time. Uh that idea of becoming all things to all men is something that uh, the Apostle Paul uh espoused. Um mm-hmm. and you see that in the in the scriptures. Uh but it's critical if you're gonna be working internationally. Mm-hmm. You can't you have to become like them. Wow. You cannot expect them to become like you. Wow. I'll give you an example. One you know, in in the Côte d'Ivoire, one of the um the tenets of hospitality is when people come to your home, you offer them something to eat, and mm-hmm. you know, and that, that that is good and right. Well, I started noticing that certain people would come to the house around lunchtime all the time, mm-hmm. and, I, and so in my American mindset, I'm thinking, are these people just taking advantage of me for a meal? I mean, what is this? Mm-hmm. And so I, I there was a period where I stopped um, welcoming people around lunchtime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then a brother in the church, a dear brother, uh, he uh, came over. uh, He was an older brother, and Mm -hmm. he was trying to explain this to me. And I began to defend my position. Uh Uh-oh. And then my wife, in her great wisdom, gently tapped my leg and said, (laughs) can I talk to you for a second? Mm -hmm. And we went to another room, and she said, listen, he's trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. About something that's really important, and you need to listen to what he he's saying mm-hmm. and I realized that he was explaining something that was culturally important well wow. and i was i was being stubborn and mm-hmm. sticking to my American way of thinking mm-hmm. um and it it was it was hindering my relationships in the church, mm-hmm. and so I listened to my wife and went back out. I apologized, and we talked, and uh and so and he was very um, gracious. Yes, with me, you know. Uh, and but it was it was I needed to hear what he had to say, mm-hmm. uh, and so sometimes we can let our culture, our own per- the way we do things in our own country, hinder us from being what the people need wherever we are. Mm-hmm. So, yes
0: i love i love the principle of, uh, one the thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that story um i think we 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 can all test of how valuable and how insightful our wives are i think that's again potentially other other, other podcasts yeah, absolutely. but uh, um, yes indeed you know we, we talk we we joke in like premarital counseling but we say that okay remember how much you value your spouse's opinion because mm-hmm. they chose you right as their spouse and, but just to your point i think you had the, the a humility to go wait my wife has some incredible insight and I'm going to listen to what she has to say. And I'm going to use that in this conversation to really pull down my defenses, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, you're feeling, yep. but to listen and adjust in a way that was able to connect with people.
1: Exactly. And she prevented me from making a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I was making the mistake mm-hmm. and she's, you know, and and uh, so I praise God for her wisdom and her love for me and, uh, and her courage just to say, listen, stop it. Yes. And listen, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, uh, we are to be quick to listen, That's slow right. to speak. That's right. And slow to become angry. And so mm-hmm. that was a great lesson for me.
0: Now you use the phrase becoming like them. Yes. W- what tips would you have to a leader out there who's listening and going um, either locally or internationally, mm-hmm. you know, going some quick ways
1: to become like the people they're leading? First of all, you have to find out what do the people love? Okay. Um, whether it be uh, food, mm-hmm. I find out what are their favorite foods. What um, what athletic teams do they support? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is important to them in their lives? Mm-hmm. Learn about those things. Yes. Uh, um, when I teach, uh, there's certain cl- there's a class that I teach, um, and part of it talks about becoming all things all men. And so uh, I talk about, for example, if you go to some place, find out w- w- what sports teams do do, do everybody support, mm-hmm. uh, and if even if it's not a team you support, learn to support those teams with the people because it, it's an interesting thing. You know, there's a vulnerability, there's an emotion to that love for that sport and for that team, and if you can join them in that, wow. they really welcome you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that that when you connect with people on that level, it helps you stay connected when you need to talk about other things as well.
0: Yes, and you bring up sports, but people are so passionate about sports they are i mean they're emotionally involved emotionally invested and it's one of those easy areas and i I like how you brought about sports and food right Mm -hmm. um those two areas if if we even if we took those two away Mm -hmm. of what sports you know these hobbies Mm -hmm. that the people that we're leading what do they have and how can i become a fan of Mm -hmm. those sports you know even i was thinking about you know i was in ohio uh, a couple of weeks ago and i was like oh how much more valuable would it have been if I had, you know, some Ohio gear on along the way, uh-huh. right? Sure. Just like that small sure. gesture, but showing that I'm a fan versus mm-hmm. going over there. Sometimes, you know, we we. You you'll hear a speaker or somebody come in who um who does the opposite right and it's like it, it's yeah. not a uh, a moment of connection it's a moment of that is exactly disconnection
1: right. and I have seen that so many times uh, let's just say for for example here in Texas for example mm-hmm. you know we have people who are super fans of of uh, uh, Texas A and M or 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 UT Texas yes uh you know and when they go to other parts of the country. For example, and they and they go yeah, and, and they're cheering the Aggies. Mm-hmm. But you're in another part of the country. Well, right. I have seen this with my own eyes. Right. I see the, the the body language of the crowd changes mm-hmm. because they're not attached to the Aggies. Mm-hmm. So what? So if sometimes we can come into a situation, we're so attached to what we love yes. that we don't connect with people. It, on the level of what they love, mm-hmm. and so becoming all things to all men—that's part of it. It's learning what do they love, what are they passionate about, what, and when they see that what they are passionate about also matters to you,
0: yeah, endears you to
1: them, and now now you can begin to have a relationship. And and when you need to talk about more important things mm-hmm. than sports, now they're more willing to listen, yeah, more apt to listen.
0: Well, and, and I think what, what's valuable about it, it, it what, you, what you described, is. That core of there are way more important things for sports. So mm-hmm. if I go to Ohio and I'm going well, the, no, the most important thing are the Spurs. If I if I said that exactly, then it's like no, no. no well, the most imp- if I'm here to speak and motivate and encourage and equip these people, that's the most important thing. Right now, how I get there, if I happen to have a Cleveland Cavaliers shirt or a mm-hmm. Browns or whatever it is, mm-hmm. showing. A connection or a, um, a mutual interest. There we go. Then we can have this, this moment of, hey, well, we're on the same page here. That's right. I'm trying to help. The most important thing is equipping you
1: with principles to help your life. Exactly. And uh, I just love the principle. Now, it cannot be forced mm-hmm. nor can be faked. It has to be genuine. And that is a key to becoming all things to all men. It has to be real. So mm-hmm. you re, you're you not pretending, you're not doing, this is not a gimmick to influence people, mm-hmm. no. When they see that what you feel is real, now they'll listen, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, so that's something I oftentimes stress yes. in talking about this topic. I like it.
0: So in that context, fake it till you make it no, Mm-hmm. But this is about authenticity, authenticity. sincerity, yes. where I'm genuinely interested in what you're interested in. Exactly. This isn't just, it, this is a, it's simply a tool to use to influence you. This is, That's right. no, like this is you and what you care about. I'll, I want it to be important to me too. And then again, when we transition it to more important topics, we already have this connection.
1: Exactly. To put it succinctly, you're telling people you matter mm-hmm. because they do.
0: Yes. You matter because you do. I love it. Now let's segue into kind of, we kind of started talking about, but I want to make sure we re- revisit it. it sure. is um, what mistakes have you seen leaders make that have significantly hurt their influence internationally?
1: I think um, I've seen leaders hold on to their, uh, to their culture um, and uh, constantly play up their culture. Uh, if you will, there's a reason. There's a term, "ugly American." Wow, there's a reason that term exists. Mm-hmm. It's because, and I've seen it with my own eyes. When I lived in Spain, um, I would be with my Spanish friends, and I dress like them, and I talk, I you mean, know, talk like them. And sometimes I would see some of our American servicemen who I respect greatly. And so, when they're on leave, they come into the city, and they're just having a great time. Mm-hmm. But and I watched, I could hear them mm-hmm. long before I saw them. Okay, And it deeply offended all the Spaniards around. Wow, okay. The people were offended, mm-hmm. but they didn't say anything. But I saw it and they would tell me, why do your people do this? Why do they behave this way? Mm-hmm. Why? Because they insisted on being American in somebody else's place. Wow. As opposed to, there's nothing wrong with being American, but you know, if you can, if you can, Adopt some of the, uh, so, uh, even respect some of the culture and the principles of another place, mm-hmm. then people are so, so warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's why that term exists because sometimes, you know, when you come from a culture that perhaps is considered dominant and everybody knows it, their ideas are that they, they say, well, you don't have to show that all the time. Mm-hmm. Can you be a little bit like us. Yes. Um, and so uh so I've seen leaders now go into other countries mm-hmm. and not be successful. And the people put up with them, but don't listen to them wow. simply because they did not is they're always talking about their place mm-hmm. instead of adopting where they live. Mm-hmm. So um and it's a funny thing. It's a difficult thing to t- to teach. Yes, it's a difficult thing to understand, to discern, uh, and to teach. But it's it, it is vital if you're going to be working internationally. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I can understand how that can happen when it comes to like subtle nuances of boasting, mm-hmm. where it's like um where every time I talk about my culture, and then I'm elevating it, I'm almost exalting that this culture, mm-hmm. and especially if it's different from the existing culture. Yes, then. You know, as a platform, as a leader, you're often given the opportunity to speak. But every time that I'm speaking, I'm showing that this one is superior, mm-hmm. and the present one that you're in, I can could, I can could hear the, the I can see the concept taking place. If it's the, if the present culture is inferior and my past culture is superior, and I mm-hmm. keep on bringing that up, yep, that comes through. And it may not be like something completely obvious, like "Hey, I'm amazing," but it might be my culture is more amazing than your culture. Yep, and I could see how that can deteriorate connection with the Absolutely. people. Absolutely.
1: You know, to make it, to put, uh, I'll give you a simple example, it would be as if, it would be like, you know, you're with your current spouse, mm-hmm. but you're always talking about that old girlfriend. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. And how incredible she was. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, I don't understand why you would do that in the first <laughs> right, place. Right, right, right. But that's really what it feels like, <clears throat> uh-huh, uh-huh. you know. And, and if we can understand that, then internationally, I think we'll be able to, uh, you know, represent if if it. If it's representing the United States, we'll be able to do that better, mm-hmm. I think. Um, or if it's working in an, in an organization, I, th- I think we'll be able to to have a a better working relationship yes. with the people that that we're with, uh, and um, and they'll they'll accept us, and and we'll learn to love them. Mm. And when when you've got that connection, sky's the yes.
0: You remind me of this principle because there's a there's a there's a nuance of humility when it's personal, I have personal humility. Mm -hmm. And then there's a nuance of humility when it's um, collective, collective humility. Mm -hmm. And we can have what, what, what I'm hearing is I can have this personal humility where I I won't brag about me. I won't project Mm -hmm. my strengths or brag about my wisdom or, or, you know, I won't do those, but collectively I will. And, Mm -hmm. and so it, but, but then again, it's, it, 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 Creates that disconnection, it does. and um, which ultimately hinders influence. And if it hinders influence, that's the main role I'm doing as as a leader. It's what we're doing as in leadership is mm-hmm. you're trying to influence people for the good. For the good, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. That's absolutely right.
0: So let's talk more about what's helped you be successful. So what are keys to success when influencing
1: others remotely? remotely uh well we've already t- we've already talked about uh having the relationship I right. that, is, that is absolutely key mm-hmm. um, I think um, consistency is important being mm-hmm. able to consistently talk um, I know for me uh, when I was that leader that was remote and and the one training me was far away mm-hmm. um, the, when we would get when we would get on the phone um, you know I could get on the phone and be discouraged. Yes. And then, by the time I'm done having a conversation with him, mm-hmm. I feel like I can conquer the world because I've been I've been filled up, I've been encouraged because yes. we had the relationship, but now we've had the the talk and the consistency, and he's listened. Mm-hmm. You know, so listening is an issue as well. Uh, it's a very very important key. Uh, he's listened, and 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 we've been able to converse, and and now I would leave those conversations ready to go and encourage. And so that taught me now, now that I do the same thing mm-hmm. to. Uh, Maintain the relationship to um, to listen mm-hmm. uh, and to try to be as consistent as possible. Uh, sure. So th- to to make sure that that remote connection is successful. Mm-hmm. But my goal is to make sure that he or she, whoever I'm talking to, leaves the conversation with me lifted up, encouraged, and 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 uh, enthused and re-energized. Yes. to keep on doing what they're doing or to take what they're doing to a higher level. Mm-hmm. How do you,
0: with the number of people you're influencing internationally and remotely, you you, you use the word consistently, which I think it's a great leadership principle, being consistent. How do you manage consistency with the volume of influence that's happening remotely? How how do you you make that successful?
1: You you have to, uh, well, I think Jesus had the key. Um, (laughs) uh, He knew that he couldn't influence the world, you know, um, uh, just... Randomly, he chose 12. Mm-hmm. And so you have to choose who you're going to influence yes. and allow them that now to continue the influence. Mm-hmm. When I left, the, uh, uh, when Jen and I, we left Abidjan, they were um, uh, 1,250 mm-hmm. in membership. Today, they're 2,200. Yes. There are also 34 churches uh, with a f- combined membership of 4,800. Wow. They did that. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Because we were we were able to pour ourselves into them and they do the exact same thing Mm -hmm. with the leaders that they influence yes and so uh and that's how you do it you you have to choose who you're very carefully who you're going to influence Mm -hmm. and then pour yourself into into those people Mm -hmm. Uh, but you have to choose a few yes if you spread yourself too thin you'll get nowhere Mm,
0: choose a few so um yeah, probably. Well, one is a rhyme, so that to me, when I hear a rhyme, I'm like, hey, that's a bunch of separate podcasts. But, but okay. let's let's touch it a little bit. Is how do you choose? That's how, how, how do you choose? All right, this is somebody I want to
1: pour into and invest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, um, you know, well, being a minister, obviously, I, I pray about it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking for in someone is I'm looking, do they care about people? Mm-hmm. Do people matter to them? Yes, because if people matter to them, then they will—they have already have that key ingredient to be able to pour yourself into somebody else. Mm-hmm. If I, if someone comes up to me and they say, "You know, I want to be a leader. I want to be a leader," I am instantly suspect. <laughs> and the reason is because. So my first question is always: Why do you want to be a leader? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a leader so that? Because there are a lot of advantages and and you know wonderful things that come with being a leader. Sure, but they benefit you. But to be the kind of leader that we're talking about, mm-hmm. you have to want to lead so that you can benefit others. Yes, and that is what I'm looking for first and foremost in someone. Mm-hmm. Are Are you in this for you? Or are you in this for others? If you're in this for others, we can we can work this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the main yes. things. That Of course, you have to have the ability. Uh, mm-hmm. the talent to be able to do it sure um I personally uh, from my own experience because I work internationally those that that are able to and even can speak different languages that's also important nice uh because sometimes if you can talk to someone in their own language it's better for them mm-hmm. Or oh, it's harder for you mm-hmm. but it's better for them yes and so people that people that understand that and, and can can do that that's also important
0: mm-hmm you hit you hit this, um, both great points. I think um, you you captured talent, mm-hmm. and you captured a love for people. Yes, you know, and like you and you're thinking about um, even you, you talk about the skill, right? So the the, the the talent, skill, love for people, and and I like how you hit the area of loving people, and uh, and and I I almost asked the question almost behind that, which is, is is what are you doing now to show you know that you love people and to your point motivation matters mm-hmm. you know because you could begin you know we talk about this principle when it comes to coaching you know that's, that's what i do right mm-hmm. so I coach people individually and right. you ask these five whys yeah so five five Y's deep all right so why do you want to be a leader oh well, i want to speak in front well, why do you want to speak in front yeah. because i want people to clap for me uh-huh. why do you want to why do you want people to clap for you oh because it makes you feel good about myself well why do you want people to feel good about yourself mm-hmm. because i don't feel good about myself well why don't you feel good about yourself well and, and, then, I, and, that is and that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a separate area yeah now if, but to the point, there's times when um, people don't feel great about you. True. Then does that mean your motivation changes as far as influencing people? Exactly. And, um, But I, I love how you're talking about magnifying the motivation and mm-hmm. figuring out what is it and why do you want to lead? Why do you want to influence people?
1: Mm-hmm. It's critical. It's critical because we only have a certain amount of time on this earth, mm-hmm. and um, which is fine. And if what I'm doing is is able, to, I can pass that on, mm-hmm. and that to people who can then pass that on, that mm-hmm. is a biblical principle. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to entrust to reliable men and women, yes. who and then in turn can go and teach others, yes. And that's what that's what we try to do. And mm-hmm. so that's why I think those those qualities uh, are are critical. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: what types of culture? Cultural clashes—have you witnessed in leading internationally, and in leading, how did you navigate those
1: areas? I'll give you an example. Um, one of the tenets of our organization overseas is that uh, in each country where we are, um, all the ethnicities, all the tribes are represented in our in our organization. Mm-hmm. Well, with each tribe, for example, they have different. Ways of celebrating weddings. Oh, okay. Different ways of celebrating funerals. Mm-hmm. And so we've sat down with men and women from different tribes in the congregation, in the organization, and sat down and asked, "Okay, how do your people do weddings? Wow. And how do your people do weddings? Because if it, it's fine if, let's say, um, a member of this tribe wants to marry someone from that same tribe." there's no problem. Right. But we were running into issues when we had someone from this tribe wanting to marry someone from that tribe. Uh Uh-oh. Now, there's no issue between them Mm -hmm. but their families because it, you know, you know, traditionally, you're not just marrying that person which is Mm -hmm. a very Western idea. Mm -hmm. In the rest of the world, oh no, there's a whole, there are hundreds of people that come behind this person Mm -hmm. and you're getting married to them too in a sense. And so, you've got to understand where everybody's coming from so we would sit down and ask Okay. Well, tell us what what is to be done, mm-hmm. and so we organized ourselves in such a way that, um, based on whatever tribe uh, the people were, we res- we tried to do our very best to respect each side and then to mo- to meld both traditions mm-hmm. together. Uh, and um, it was actually it was kind of a fun thing, and it was new for the families as well, but they really appreciated the respect that we showed their culture and perhaps and they understood that we weren't maybe going to do everything that that is required in their culture mm-hmm. but the fact that we made the gesture and that we wanted to respect this other person's culture and and, and while while uh, respecting this other person, mm-hmm. at the same time, the families loved it, appreciated it. And as a matter of fact, many of their family members joined the organization simply because of those types of things. Wow! Because of that respect, mm-hmm. um, and and so th- th- those are some of the culture clashes. Sure, you know, at, at a very personal level, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, with marriages, funerals, these types of things as well.
0: And were y'all able to pick that up right away? Or was it after a little while of seeing, like, did the conflict start? You know, sometimes you're able to catch it before it does. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you catch it um, afterward. Yeah. But what did you
1: notice in... uh For us, it was always afterwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was always, we, we, you know, you would come into the situation and then you'd realize, oh, Oh, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you go back and yes. figure out the solution. But then once it was figured out, that solution now you have that for future for mm-hmm. future relationships. And so, yes. um, and th- you know, that that's, uh, and people were always very gracious, um, but the fact that we would even stop what we were doing to make sure that we were respecting everyone's culture, yes. people really, really appreciated
0: that. And I think it brings it full circle because you began talking about this idea of not projecting your culture as the leader mm-hmm. onto them, right? But now you're almost taking it up a notch. You're going, well, I'm not going to bring my American tra- wedding traditions mm-hmm. and project them here, mm-hmm. but also, how do I help them mm-hmm. to not project and overstep, but in a way that's to find this harmony, if you will, in these pivotal life events, right? That you know, if, if there's pictures taken, these are me- memories that are built forever, that's right. and it can be built in a beautiful way. It right. could be built, built in an ugly
1: way yeah. um, depending on how it's navigated. It's very, very true. And you know, we all know that weddings, funerals, these types of things, they they're highly emotional uh, events. Mm-hmm. And they can bring out the best yes. and they can also bring out the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got an uncle Joe or, uncle mm-hmm. Bob. you know, everybody knows that when he or sh- he shows up or Aunt not Marge going to show up, it's going to mm-hmm. get wild. And so, <laughs> so, uh, when you're in, um, um, a culturally diverse place, uh, all the more so. So you really mm. gotta, you really gotta learn how to navigate those things, yes. uh, and be very respectful. Wow.
0: So you have these arenas of navigating, which makes total sense. The 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 wet the marriage ceremonial, wedding celebration, all of this. Mm-hmm. Then you have the funeral. Mm-hmm. Is there other areas that, I mean, I, I imagine um, men and women. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a need to even learn to navigate um customs in the, in those
1: cultures that oh, were different no men and women yes no doubt uh i was teaching a marriage class uh, many years ago uh, this was in kenya mm-hmm. and we were talking uh i was talking about i was talking to the men and i was talking about helping your wife with household chores okay and i was talking about doing the dishes mm-hmm. and one brother you know, uh, came up and you know heads were nodding and in agreement. Mm-hmm. But there's one brother who came after me afterwards and said, I'm really struggling mm-hmm. with what you said. And I said, why? And he said, I can't help my wife with the chores. Now I'm thinking, why well, are you being selfish? Are you being chauvinistic? What it is, mm-hmm. what is it? Sure. And he said, well, see, when I was, when I was a child, um, up until the age of five in our tradition, I could be around my mother. Mm-hmm. But at the age of five, I would be beaten if I went into the kitchen. Wow. And to teach the men their proper place. And in our tradition, men do not do anything in the kitchen. And now, so all this is very new to me and mm-hmm. very difficult because he had been beaten as a yes. child. He was very close to his mother. Mm. And so getting him away from his mother was very difficult, but they beat him. And in that, in that tribe, that's what they would do. Mm-hmm. That was normal for them. Wow. So here we are introducing different ideas and on how to have a great marriage. Now his wife came from a different tradition and was always wondering, why doesn't he to in the kitchen? <laughs> and something as simple as that. And mm. it was causing issues in their marriage. Right. But he had never told her you know, because he didn't understand why mm-hmm. she was asking the question. Yes. Because in his tradition, this is very normal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see, so sometimes we would have that. So it wasn't until that class, and he explained that to me, that we were now, I told my wife, and she had told his wife, this is why. She said, well, he never told me that. Wow. Because he never put two and two together until mm-hmm. we had that conversation, or well, that class was taught. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran into, uh, but you know, uh, they're, are great challenges, mm-hmm. um, but we come from the, the idea that everyone has a great heart and everyone yes. wants to do their best. That's right. No one is purposefully trying to be stubborn or purposely trying to, to hurt the other. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to do their best. The issue is oftentimes misunderstanding, even culturally.
0: Right. I think about the proverb that says, you know, the first to present their case seems right. Mm -hmm. And so the other one comes forward and does that cross-examination and some thought process. Because Mm -hmm. right from that first angle that you brought up, the wife, potentially her story was that he never helps in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Now, he might be going, but I help in all of these other ways. I'm not selfish. I'm not... Um, proud. I help in a lot. look at all the other ways that I help. Mm-hmm. So his character potentially was completely fine. Yep. But the implementation of the um of the practice was different. The the culture was different. Mm-hmm. So, but I could see how without the insight and discernment from helping them, it could be like, oh, well, you're wrong. Oh, exactly. oh! Well, you're wrong. Right. But being able to help them to have harmony in these situations,
1: absolutely. So here we have a here we have a man who had been traumatized as a child mm-hmm. and taught you do not set foot in the kitchen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and and taught through trauma that that's how it is. Mm-hmm. So here we are. So it, it it so this shift was very traumatic for him. Yes, because he had to deal now with the trauma. That 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 was used to teach him to stay out of the kitchen,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know. Um, and so, I, so I tell that story to help people understand um, that that there's a lot that goes into the making of a human being. Yes. And when we so and if, if you're going to be leading them, you need to do your very best to try to understand mm-hmm. all that goes into making this person. And when you do, you'll be a better leader.
0: Yes. So, um, what about parenting? So, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm just thinking about differences. So, you have wedding, you have the funeral, you have like men and women yeah. nuances in, in, in that relationship. Mm-hmm. But what about um, parenting? How, how did you see uh, cultural differences there that you had to navigate in, in supporting?
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, v- uh, there are a lot of differences. Oh, uh, my goodness. Uh, so many. I Okay, I, I have been in situations where the culture was matriarchal. Oh wow. And I've been in situations when the culture was patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, you know, obviously the matriarchal cultures, the women are are held in very high esteem, and the women lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are other cultures where the men lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one in particular, uh, where the father would come home from work, dinner is set on the table, he eats first alone. 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 Okay. And then when he's done and meaning he's eaten all the best parts of whatever was cooked, Mm -hmm. then the children, when he is finished, are allowed to come to the table, but he leaves. He leaves. But he leaves. Interesting, and uh, and so the, you know, so you, we were dealing with those types of cultures. Mm-hmm. So now in our organization, as we're trying to teach fam- family values and yes. togetherness, so we'd have to talk about that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: talk about eating together wow. and the family growing together. And it, it's a, it, it was a very, uh, very, very different thing.
0: Fascinating.
1: Uh, oh yeah. It, 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 definitely interesting and challenging
0: tell me more about the, the the matriarch I have to like tell me give me something like what was that like mm-hmm. in those uh, in those cultures and navigating those areas in a way that was um honoring and helpful and beneficial
1: to mm-hmm. them or what was it like well it's it, it was challenging because if you're dealing with uh, people who come from more of a um a matriarchal society and even the family name is 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 taken on the mother's side wow okay and then you're, you're uh um, Marrying or 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 um, pairing up with someone from another from a patriarchal society and oh. having children. Okay, so who, who, what name? Mm-hmm. Who, you know, what the, what's the name and how you, yes. how do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. So it, it it took a lot. It takes a lot of sensitivity, sensitivity
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: cannot come into these conversations assuming that the other is wrong. Wow. Or better yet, you cannot come into these conversations assuming that you are right yes and so we would have to delicately manage these mm-hmm. conversations with children uh the naming you know uh um, mm-hmm. on the matriarchal side wow uh, things like that oh yeah yeah it was it was very uh very interesting <laughs> okay so
0: you and i were talking a few months back yes you mentioned uh this idea i know we were at that point at point in time we we're talking about going to africa together yes and um and you were looking at pictures downstairs, and you were looking at the pictures of me with facial hair. Yeah. And I commented that potentially growing my facial hair out for the trip to Africa. Yes. And you mentioned this cultural nuance. You were like, actually, um, it would be best that you did not grow facial hair out yeah. for going to Africa. And I think there was a cultural principle there. So, mm-hmm. speak a little bit about that. What your thoughts were, and um, and so people understanding because we we've covered like nuances with wedding ceremonies. Mm-hmm. We didn't get. Deeply into funerals, but we mm-hmm. mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, men and women, we talked about parenting. So talk about something as simplistic as
1: facial hair facial or hair. appearance. Very good. Um, okay, in in your case in particular, the reason I brought that up is because it, when you grew out facial hair, you look Middle Eastern. Okay, okay? Mm-hmm. which is fine. Right, right, right. You know, I have friends, many friends that are Middle Eastern. It's beautiful. However, in this day and age, when you're traveling and you have facial hair, they will assume that you might be Muslim, mm-hmm. okay, and you're a young guy mm-hmm. traveling, it can cause problems. It can cause extra security screening
0: mm-hmm.
1: here and abroad, okay. Um, and uh, because unfortunately we profile people, mm-hmm. and so you you know people would look at you and say, "Oh, is he? You know, is he a young Muslim? Uh, what kind of Muslim is he?" Mm-hmm. I have friends that are Muslim. Most Muslims are are wonderful people. Mm-hmm. However there are some that are a bit perhaps a bit more radical mm-hmm. you know even as i have many friends who are white that you know they're not part of the kkk they're sure. radical. you know mm-hmm. you understand know what i'm saying um but people don't understand that and so if they see a young man with with the facial hair the, because in some of the tenets of islam you have to have that t- that facial mm-hmm. hair and it could put some people you know um 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 on edge, if you will, mm, it can be a hindrance to connection. It, it can be a hindrance to connection. So when you're traveling overseas, you don't want anything to hinder connection. So That's You right. want to you want to be as quote unquote non threatening as possible, so mm. that you can establish connection as quickly as possible.
0: Yes, so. not establishing connection as quickly as possible. I love mm-hmm. that, and uh, you know, but it, but it speaks to even me in business building here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I mean when we decided to launch the business back in March, mm-hmm. I you know, Angelita and I had a conversation about look, um I want I'm going to have a clean cut every every single week, I'm going to be shaving every single day, mm-hmm. different from what I was doing when I was in the corporate world when I had more facial hair. Sure. But because we live in a military city mm-hmm. and I would love opportunities to influence those. Mm-hmm. But this this idea of how can I eliminate a different hindrance is to have this connection and relatability. That's right. But even to your point about um, internationally is Mm -hmm. is you don't I would never have considered that outside of having that conversation with you, you mentioned it and I was like, oh, that's a great cultural point to consider.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Presentation matters. That's right. And so um, I know some people want to rebel against that and, and that's fine. But the truth of the matter is, as far as human beings are concerned, we see first and judge before mm-hmm. we speak yes you know sometimes you know you may have to go pretty deep into a conversation before your preconceived ideas are changed mm-hmm
0: gotcha well you shared some incredible insight thank you so much for uh for sharing the insight for be- being present before we close though i want to make sure i hear about your favorite qualities of each of your family members so about janet your wife mm-hmm. about daniel uh david um hallie mm-hmm Sahai and Sierra. Okay, so maybe we'll pick one quality of each. If you happen to say more, you know, you can. but sure. But we'll aim for one, and then we'll see all what right, happens. For well, you know, <laughs>
1: that's a that, that's a that's a tough challenge right there, uh, because they all have so many qualities mm. uh, that I love and appreciate in all of them. Yes. Uh, all right. Let me start first with my wife, Janet. Mm-hmm. Um, Janet is uh, incredibly godly. Mm-hmm. She loves God. Uh, and loves people very very deeply mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so i love that quality about her. yes um then i'll start with my oldest mm-hmm. so we'll go you know chron- chronologically here my oldest daniel mm-hmm. uh daniel is um he is just uh, fearless Yes. Uh, and he um he relates to people so well mm-hmm. uh and uh and, and it, uh, he may not always realize this uh but people follow him Mm-hmm. And he so he's a great great young man. I just mm-hmm. love him to death. Um, also, he's born on my birthday, so you know, right. like, uh-huh. my firstborn uh-huh. son on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Then comes uh, my daughter Sahai, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, Sahai uh, she also um, she is an extraordinary servant. She loves serving people. Mm-hmm. That's why she's a nurse. That's right. Uh, but she loves serving people, and she does it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then comes uh, my son David. Uh and David uh has an extraordinary sense of humor. Mm. He is the funniest guy, and uh it endears him, it, it endears him to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he just started uh teaching. Um he's, just, he's a sixth grade teacher right now wow. at one of the uh, that Ingram Hills idea school and just does a tremendous job. Mm-hmm. A great young man. His wife, Hallie. Um, I I well I love the fact that she loves David, mm-hmm. uh, but Hallie uh has a quiet strength about her. Mm-hmm. she's not super loud or anything but she just has a quiet strength which I've seen on several occasions and I just mm-hmm. respect her greatly she's a wonderful awesome. wonderful young lady then um, after Hallie uh, comes my youngest now mm-hmm. and that's Sierra mm-hmm. who just turned 17 uh, and uh, Sierra uh, just also has an incredible sense of humor mm-hmm. uh, and Sierra an, is a very very loyal friend yes so yeah um, uh, I believe that's everybody. That's everybody. Uh, that's my whole family there, and I'm very uh, blessed to have them. I'm mm-hmm. uh, very privileged, uh, and I'm very thankful for my
0: family. Awesome! I love hearing the, your favorite qualities of your family. It's amazing to do. I mean, I'm excited for them to listen to this part of it. You know, right. I, uh, I'm excited for them to listen to all of it, but mm-hmm. especially hearing uh, positive things about people. I love uh, just being a source. Uh, you, me throwing the alley oop to you. Yeah, you slam dunking as you you,
1: you uh, highlight. Um, what you love about them? Well, thank you for asking that mm-hmm. question. You know, It's something that I think we should all think about more often mm-hmm. about the people we love. Just we want to know what are the, the, the their top qualities, what do you appreciate yes. about them. So thank you for asking. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we are here on the Strong Life Coach podcast. I'm here with Hervé Florent We're talking about international influence. So if you're listening, this is the podcast where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. And if you're listening also, be sure to like the podcast, rate it well, comment on it, share it. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for having me.